You're listening to Traction Talks, a series of conversations with healthcare thought leaders about the issues of today. I'm your host, John Eggleton, and our company Traction Partners is a digital marketing firm with specific experience in the health and wellness space, working with companies in the category and everything from patient acquisition, retention, and patient intake process. For more about what we do or to find past episodes of Traction Talks, please visit tractionpartners.com. In our conversation today with Grace Griffin of Orthodontic Partners, we talk about how her and her company have been successful implementing new marketing automation and patient processes, and how that's enabled their various practices to focus on doing what they do best, which is delivering outstanding orthodontic care to all of their patients and families. We hope you enjoy. All right, we're here with Grace Griffin. Uh, Grace is the Marketing Director for Orthodontic Partners. Orthodontic Partners has been busy working on some great initiatives around patient process and marketing automation, so we've been excited about this conversation for a while. Grace, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me, John. Good to be here. Yeah, so before we jump in and start talking some patient process and patient intake, um, why don't we give me a little bit of background about Orthodontic Partners uh, and what your role is there specifically? Yeah, sure. So I'm the Director of Marketing, so I've got a small team internally. And then we work with a number of, you know, external agencies and vendors for our practices. And my role is to make sure that our practices are constantly growing and bringing in new patients. And not only that, but our team is really heavily focused on making sure that we make the most of every single lead that comes into our practices. So it's not just bringing them in. It's what happens when they come in. Do they start treatment? If they don't, what are we going to do to address that? And really treating the new patient process more holistically than some of the marketing that I've seen in the past as far as where we focus. Um, A little bit about orthodontic partners. So we are, I believe, in our fourth year of uh, being an organization and we're growing quickly. And our vision when the company was started by our two founding partners, um, Dr. Jamie Reynolds and Dr. Jeff Kozlowski, was really to build a better model as more and more orthodontic practices are consolidating and um, the orthodontic service organization is becoming prevalent in our profession. Um, We really wanted to bring the best of the best together. And so we partner with, I mean, We've got practices all across the country, but really just thought leaders and people who care about making sure that the profession um, still has integrity as things continue to change and things like Smile Direct Club and different aligners come into play. We want to make sure that patients receive the best care and us on the orthodontic partner side, we want to do everything that we can to really just give our practices the resources to be able to support more patients and treat more patients and create many more life-changing smiles. So that is the lens through which I view my job. And it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And and absolutely. From a healthcare perspective, it's really exciting the times that we're in. And certainly healthcare is is an industry that's been ripe for some improvement and change. And, you know, for you guys to have the the foresight to realize uh, what you needed to do or what you wanted to do to to not just scale, but obviously, um, you know, have a good process in place for both your practices as well as, you know, the end patients uh, who are coming into those practices. So, so let's talk a little bit about uh, what were some of the 
I guess, the precursors to, you know, making some investments in this area? What were some of the problems that you were trying to solve? Or what were some of the things that either the practices themselves were saying needed improvement, or maybe their patients were giving them that feedback? So this particular project really came through our constant pursuit of providing benefits to our practices. And so we're looking at if partners join OP, orthodontic partners, to receive some of the benefits that they couldn't otherwise get as a private practice owner, what can we do to help live up to that expectation? So one of the things that is our, I would say one of our key playbooks is digital marketing and um, really introducing a sophisticated measurement strategy, targeting strategy, using prospect modeling, lots of fun, uh, you know, sophisticated things that the practices have not really done in the past. They may have done digital marketing, but they never knew the true cost of bringing in someone who maybe has never heard of the practice before and being able to trace that back to, well, did they actually start treatment? What was their case fee? All of that. I love being able to share those results with the practices because it opens a whole new door of opportunity for them. This marketing automation project and creating some campaigns to capitalize on these leads really came from my own experience. So prior to being on the orthodontic partner side, I actually worked as office manager and I led marketing for a practice in Metro Detroit, Michigan. And um, we were really sophisticated practice. Our doctor was, you know, always up on the latest technology. We were doing clinical trials for new brackets and new aligners. And he is and was and is a thought leader in our profession. But the technology that we provide to our patients, that doesn't always necessarily translate to the day-to-day operations of a business. Because I I distinctly remember days where you are simply trying to make it through the day because there's patients flying in and out the door. You've got a million things happening in the office. It's typically a small team in an orthodontic practice. And you're not thinking about what happens if you don't answer the phone or if somebody doesn't show up for their appointment. You you kind of assume that the reputation of the practice will carry you and they'll call back or they'll come back. But the truth is that is not always the case. So right. from from my experience, having some sort of consistent communication to the patients and really just recapturing the ones that do not come in, create some consistency in how you can expect your practice to grow. Sure. If you've got um, if you've got a steady stream of patients and you know that there's consistent messaging and a consistent cadence, it really does make a difference in people coming to their appointments and and rescheduling when they can't make it. Sure. Yeah, at the practice level, I can imagine it's it's difficult to sort of look at the business more holistically when you're in the business and you're obviously trying to take care of patients and that's your day-to-day focus. Yeah. It could be it could be hard to realize what some of those pain points might be and you know what some of the things could be done to address those. Yeah. So uh, I'm curious, as you were working with different practices around the country, um, how we're in with any technology projects, there's always a prioritization and trying to work through what's going to rise to the top. What should you focus on? What were some of the things that you did to try to figure out what were some of those common problems happening in, in multiple practices or what were some common issues that you were seeing across the, you know, across the network of practices that are part of OP? It's a great question. Some of the things I will say were a little bit glaring, and they're just the 
the evergreen issues of an orthodontic practice. For example, many practices will keep their new patient leads information and paper slips that sit in a folder at the front desk. And, uh, you know, if you have to call somebody back who leaves a voicemail or or they don't come in, that folder is kind of sitting in the drawer untouched, or you bring it out once at the end of the month because you want to follow up on all these leads and try to get people back in the office. But it's, it is even for our practices who, like I said, they really are forward thinking, well-run businesses prior to joining OP, and then we support them with additional resources. They still have these things. It is the nature of the business. So we knew that that was something we wanted to address right away. But then we also have measurement on so many things within OP, but the data showed us areas of new opportunity. So for example, we have a process where we can look at patients who have been recommended treatment, but have not yet started their treatment. Sometimes we know why they're waiting for insurance benefits to kick in whatnot, but sometimes it could be months before that happens. And we want to make sure that we're staying on top of those patients and following up, being helpful and making sure that it's as convenient as possible to, uh, to get those patients started when they're ready. So it was looking at things like our conversion rate across all of our practices and looking at our kept exam percentage and kept consultation percentage and seeing the, honestly, the inconsistency in that percentage rate across our practices. Looking at that, you know, even if we could bring everyone up two to three percentage points in that percentage rate across our portfolio, that makes a huge difference for us. And it allows us to serve many more patients. So we use that as our gauge to start. As you were sharing some of that data, and obviously you talked about some great uh, data points there in terms of being able to better manage the practice and create a better experience for everybody. Were there some aha moments, I imagine, with the different practices when you were sharing that data back with them? Was there anything that really stood out to you as you know, really surprising to them or something that they hadn't, you know, thought maybe about before. Yeah, you don't know what you don't know, right? So I think everybody sees their, they see their numbers for the first time. And they're like, well, there's no way that's true. And (laughs) it's, it's actually, it's a good thing when that comes up, because we know that there's opportunity. We never view those data points as anything other than a chance to gain visibility a chance to connect and then to do something about it. All it does is unlock a whole new growth uh, opportunity for the practice. And the doctors that we bring on, we're very particular about people who are committed to our values. So growth, excellence, those are two things that we look for in our partners. So usually when you show them these numbers, once they get over the fact that they are the truth, they're really excited about improving and collaborating towards the solution. And with this marketing automation project that we've done, it's been really great to see people get more engaged. And and I would just say, it's great to see people be more engaged and excited about what the digital marketing can further do for their practice. So other, I guess I'll ask the other side of that coin. So was there any resistance from any of the practices? And certainly, you know, all of us change, change can be challenging, change can be scary for any of us. So I'm just curious if there was any of that pushback and, and 
what specifically were some of those concerns and how did you guys address those through the projects? Definitely. Change is hard. And <laughs> we ask a lot, typically in the, in the beginning stages of partnering with OP, you know, you change your accounting system, like lots of different little things that add up. This has been an exciting change for practices, but many want to keep their, they want to keep the voice of their brand. One of the challenges that we face with anything in orthodontic partners is that our practices do not become OP orthodontics. They stay their same practice name and brand that they've built for decades. So with that comes over 30 brands worth of customization needed per practice and over 30 and nearly 100 doctors worth of opinions on how the message should read or when we want to reach out. And I think through sharing results and looking at the data, we can determine and all get on the same page of what is actually the best message because we've tested it or what is the best cadence because we've tested it. But we have done a lot of work to make sure that we can customize our solutions for each of our brands. Because I think if we lost that, it would be losing the right. value of what we're looking to do. So um, the platform that we're on is HubSpot. And it's been great because we can push out a, a template from our enterprise account through to the location level. And it can be the same cadence, the same messaging, but totally swap out branding and there have been some cases where we'll do minor tweaks to the plan for practices that do have special circumstances. So just to get into the weeds a little bit here, uh, you mentioned HubSpot. Um, what were some of the things about HubSpot that really appealed to you uh, versus obviously some other, you know, other solutions that are out there in the marketplace? We looked at a lot of different solutions. And honestly, HubSpot was great because it could do everything we needed that platform to do. Plus was user-friendly enough if we want to introduce this for practice use to be able to use it on their own and not be managed by the OP support center team. We needed something that was not going to be too complicated or too, I guess, uh, extravagant. <laughs> <laughs> we needed sure. something that a marketing coordinator in one of our practices could open up. And if they need to send a an email blast or something like that, they would be able to do that without spending three days trying to figure out how the platform works. So we sure. love it. It's great. No, that that makes a lot of sense. And certainly you mentioned, you know, HubSpot, there's others in the space and they all have they all seem to have their, you know, their strengths and weaknesses. But certainly the simplicity and ease of use for, you know, different people who may have different roles is certainly something that HubSpot would excel at. So that, that definitely makes sense. So what are some of the, you know, I guess, looking at these projects in the marketing automation and, and patient process realm holistically, what are some of the success stories? What are you most proud of uh, as you look back at some of the things? And I know there's still, you know, there's always things underway to, to make things better. But, you know, looking back a little bit, what are some of the things that you really feel like, you know, hey, we, we really made that better? or This was, um, you know, a lot more improved over what it looked like. Yeah, I would say the biggest win has been, like I said, that incremental improvement made across multiple practices. So lifting everyone up just a little bit with basic trigger-based campaigns. So we've got a missed consultation campaign that we've already seen, and this is very early on in the launch and uh, 
process of rolling it out to all of our practices, but we've already seen a 4% point increase in our ability to get people to uh, reschedule their appointments when they can't make it. And for our organization, that's huge. We've now got the same thing happening with patients who were recommended treatment, but didn't yet commit to starting treatment. So looking forward to seeing the results of that. It's pretty early on. I would say the other big success is our retainer guarantee program and the campaign that we've introduced for that. Retainer guarantee is essentially an in-house insurance program for our patients and patients love it. It's 10 years worth of retainers. Once you're done with treatment, you got to wear your retainer nighttime for lifetime or essentially as long as you want your teeth to be straight. But this retainer guarantee program ensures that if you ever lose one or break one, it's only nominal, call it $20 copay, as opposed to if you've ever lost a retainer, it can be like $500 when you go into an orthodontist's office. So it's one enrollment fee, 10 years of coverage. It's a really great program. And many of our practices don't have that program prior to joining OP, though they may have something similar or they may have nothing. So with this campaign, we actually reached out to all of the legacy patients who may not have had the opportunity to learn about that program. And we launched it a while ago. And for some of the practices, the campaign has ended and we're still seeing people reach out. People want to know about the program. They want to know about this retainer thing. And it just speaks to having steady communication and reaching people when it matters. We uh, we introduced kind of check-ins on those patients at the six and 12 month mark post-treatment to just ask how it was going, you know, how's that retainer fitting? And by the way, if it's not fitting, don't worry, we can help you with that. And we also have this program. So that's been a big success for us. No, that's great. And that's a, that's a great segue into the next question I was going to ask around the patient side. I mean, obviously you're working directly with the different practices. So there's sort of that layer between you and, and the end patient in this case, but um, that's a great example. You know, the retainer program you just mentioned of something that improved um, the process, obviously for patients and, you know, something that they didn't have before makes things easier on them. So certainly that sounds like a win, not just for the practices and for OP, but for that patient and their family as well. Are there other things like that that you've heard some feedback on from the practice level that, and I know some of these things don't easily trickle down to the patients as clearly, but are there any other things like that that you've heard from the practices? I think the resounding feedback that I've gotten as we've introduced these campaigns is like, what else can we do? So now they see the power of it. They see it's working. They're getting the responses from the patients themselves. And so now we've got our marketing coordinators across the country coming to me with ideas of, well, what if we started a drip campaign for these event leads from this trunk or treat that we did? And, you know, all of the little things that we've been trying to measure. And historically, it's very tough to measure our PR efforts and some of those things. And practices, frankly, don't have the technology to be able to create a landing page that sends a thank you and then a drip campaign and all the things. So now their eyes are open to the possibility and it gets us all rowing in the same direction of looking for ways to measure. So people are are excited about it. No, that's a great point. And and you're right, PR, especially in healthcare, can be difficult to measure for one. So from a data perspective, 
you know, the systems that you're talking about obviously make that a lot easier. And I think too, culturally, you mentioned before how, you know, the practices obviously are their own brands and they have that local relationship with their patients and with the communities that they are in. And so I think anything that could be done from a technology standpoint to help, you know, them be able to connect and still continue to do those efforts on social media or other localized programs like that, but to have that be able to you know, be tied into a bigger picture and be trackable, which is something that obviously is is very commonly lacking, as you guys know. So that's great that you've been able to install some of that. And, you know, it really sort of helps both sides, both from the branding and relationship side, which is so important in healthcare, but also obviously the automation and the operational side of it as well. So that's great. Yeah. We're really looking to be able to provide our practices more time to be able to make those real relationships. And my goal with all of this automation is that we can take some of the work off of their hands for things that don't need to be a personalized message so that the practices can spend their time, you know, writing a congratulations card to the patients who just finished treatment or talking with parents in the office and getting kids excited when they're about to get their braces off and creating those emotional sort of moments that tie people to the practice brand. You have to be able to have time to talk to people and make those relationships for that to happen. And I've definitely been there where um, as a, a practice manager or somebody working at the front desk at a North office, you could spend all day sending out appointment reminders or on the phone trying to reschedule appointments that didn't come in and miss the opportunities to connect with people that are literally coming in at 10 minute increments from 8am to 6pm. So we want to let people do more of that with this. I'm excited about that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, no, obviously in healthcare, it's, it can be very difficult, the administrative side, you know, there's, you touched on some of those things, but there's HIPAA and privacy, there's the paperwork that needs to be involved, there's insurance, you know, there's so many things behind the scenes. And I think as healthcare consumers, many of us have sort of accepted those things that it's not going to be a great process, especially if I'm going somewhere for the first time. So anytime you can eliminate some of those barriers or hurdles, and each and every time you do that, you're obviously giving time back to a clinician uh, to do what they love to do, which is to yeah. serve patients and work with patients and do what they do, what they do, um, which is extraordinary. So it's great to, I'm sure it's great for you to, to see that impact and a reflection of the efforts that you guys are doing for sure. Yeah, it's been huge. Absolutely. Well, Grace, this has been terrific. We really appreciate you spending some time with us and giving us a little bit of your insights on uh, marketing automation and the patient process and, and how to make things uh, more efficient from an operational standpoint. Obviously, some great things, uh, it sounds like, have been underway uh, at OP, and we look forward to hearing more about that. And uh, we really appreciate you joining us today. Yes. Check back in a year once we've... Uh done even more with this project. Well, we'll hold you to that. So I'll put that on my, <laughs> that on my calendar now. Perfect. <laughs> All right.